I had a filet of fish today. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's like Harry and the Hendersons. I haven't had one of those in forever, man. Like for garbage, it's good. Yeah, I get to that. You remember that scene of Harry and the Hendersons? No. <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever seen that movie? i've seen it a million times but i haven't he's trying to like 20 years yeah you should rewatch it it's really good he's uh he's trying to lure him into lithgow is trying to get him into the car and he's got a bag of mcdonald's mm-hmm. and he offers him uh a cheeseburger and then he's like oh yeah that's right you're a vegetarian so he grabs a filet of fish mm-hmm. throws it in the back seat and harry goes after it and ever since then i've been like that's what i want filet of fish man i haven't had i even had a filet of fish and probably i used to eat them all the time yeah good stuff hello (laughs) hey everyone welcome to death by podcast the ultimate horror movie podcast Uh, episode i just looked it up episode 59 i am your host adam that is your other host kevin thanks for stopping by and listening tonight so tonight's a, a big fucking curveball. Uh, if you listened, if you listened last week, uh, Kevin had the letter X, X, and it's Slim Pickens for X. It's Slim Pickens for Y. Z should be okay. Z's, Z's, it's still slim, but it's not. As we could just rewatch thing. Zombie High. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was so good, you know. So we spun the wheel. What's it called? The wheel of um, options. Options. Yeah. Wheel of options. <laughs> And uh, and and we had a theme. It was buddy movies, not buddy cop movies, but buddy movies. Could be buddy cops, but mm-hmm. uh, spun it. Eight movies to pick from. From it landed on 1976 Silver Streak, starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. You had never seen this, right? I had never seen this, but right. I love both those guys. Yeah. So. so all right, so that's the main topic. We got a couple other things to get into before that. If you came here looking for horror, you're just not going to get it today. But no, there's actually a couple of horrific things that uh, we can talk about <laughs> <laughs> before we get to that. But uh, yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. What is your hat? Yeah. What is your hat? It's like an owl. <laughs> Somebody bought this for me and I was like, what is it? And they said it's the logo for Terrell, the, uh, company in blade runner i guess oh really oh but i've watched Industries. yeah but i've watched blade runner since that and this logo isn't in the movie <laughs> like it, i've looked for it it's yeah. not Interesting. yeah but they told me like you know it's, it's the logo from blade runner and i was like that's very thoughtful but i is it an owl is that what i'm seeing yeah it's an owl it, and, it's also got and a it, t there. And it's a little t yeah. yeah and it looks cool it's a yeah. whatever but i've never seen this logo in the movie interesting what is it is it in the second one when did you get the hat I got that way before the second one. Oh, okay. okay. I've had this hat for like 10 years. Okay. Interesting. I don't know, man. It's a cool hat. doesn't matter. You got, uh, and you got your gremlin in the background that uh, is wearing glasses. Why'd you put the glasses yeah. on him? Uh, you know, he, I just, so he I can like, see better. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I, I, I need you to take like three or four, like good pictures of him with like some good lighting and I'll post them on the Patreon. I wish I wish I could put clothes on him, but you, you'd have to destroy the clothes. Yeah. He doesn't have a wiener, right? No. So it's not a matter of like, okay. No, yeah. it's just like, I would like to dress him up. Like, you know, yeah, I guess why? I could probably put a basketball jersey on him. Why couldn't you just, what do you mean destroy the clothes? You couldn't put um, kids clothes on him? You got kids? Well, yeah, no, because you can't get, uh, 
you can't get it over his head and through his arm. His arms don't come off. One of them, the flasher gremlin. Yeah, it, it's a real bitch because you. It's either you. You really need some room for for that one because his arms are always like this, but right. his arms come off. Yeah. So you you can dress that one up and close, but he's always like this. Yeah. So it's like you bet you better have the room for him. Yeah. And he comes with a trench coat, you know, already. So you have to take off the trench coat and uh, do that. That's awesome. Know. I think you should get them all, man. Get them all. And I really should, you know, litter your house with that kind of shit. But, they are expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can, you know, what's cool is, I mean, it's, it's not impossible to get a real one from the movie because they made so many. Really? Yeah. Rick Baker does auctions all the time. Like, on them. like, I wonder if he's, if he has any left, but like, I think just a couple months ago. Yeah. He had a, he had a big auction and so they're yeah. available, but I'm sure if they're auctioned, they go for like a decent amount. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, especially like, yeah. Screen usable ones. Some of them have like, like, you know, the puppet things in their arms so that they move, oh, and, you know, some of them are only ha- like from, from the waist up. Right. Some of them are, you know, that's yeah. awesome, man. That would be yeah. a cool thing. Oh, it would be awesome, man. But I'd want them from, well, that's all those, the ones you just named are from the first movie. I mean, no, I like the, the second no, movie. Well, but... no, Rick Baker did it, did the second one. Yeah. Oh, he didn't do the first one. It was, no, it would, in fact, that's the only reason it is Rick Baker, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Rick Baker. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the only reason he did to, he wouldn't, he originally said no. And Joe Dante approached him because they couldn't get the first guy for some reason. And he was like, no, he's like, I, I have a policy. I, I, I do my own designs. I don't want to work. I don't want, I don't want to just design oh, somebody else's creature. Right. And Joe Dante is like, dude, literally do whatever you want. I don't care. Like they, we're going fucking balls of the wall on this. And he was like, um, okay. And like, that's why they're so different. It's like the spider. I mean, and I mean, they're, they've got buck teeth. They've got googly eyes. One's a dentist. Like, I mean, it's, isn't there one that's a bat too? Yeah. There's a bat one. Lying, there's yeah. one, there's one made out of electricity. There's like, is there really? The, yeah, there's the girl gremlin. I mean, there's like, I mean, there's, there, I mean, brain, brain's my favorite. Is like, there, is the electricity one like all like rotoscoped? Yeah, basically. Okay. He gets electrocuted and then becomes like, yeah, he's rotoscoped. They get him catching him in, inside of Gremlins 2 is a fucking masterpiece. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a back gremlin. There's, I'm trying to think. There's, cause they, cause there's a lab inside this like, right, building that, that, and, the lab it's like they're experimenting on animals and they get into all these like goofy like there's there's, there's a gremlin made out of fruit <laughs> like, it's i remember nuts. that doesn't he like eat something and then it just starts sprouting on him yeah he starts yeah. he gets they jam it into his neck yeah and he starts burping and then just like yeah, yeah like tomatoes wow. and like shit starts popping out of his face i need to i need to rewatch that what year is that is it 89 it might be 89 yeah it might be 90 it might be 90 no it's 89 because it came out the same like not not the same week business theaters with back to future 2 oh sweet i think i could be wrong on that but i'm pretty yeah that was 80 that was 89 three was uh three is 90 is it 90 okay yeah because they shot them both uh at the same time yeah that's awesome i need to i'm gonna rewatch that yeah very soon Uh, oh dude it's a fucking it's so good i know you love it so good that's great. It kills um, me because G's coming up, and I, uh, I think I got a good pick for G, but it's not going to be Gremlins too. They, I think it's NECA just came out. Have you seen? There's a new, uh, like seven inch scale, like two pack. It, it's the construction in Gremlins. Yes. Yeah. 
What is it? They're construction gremlins. They're in like construction gear. What and they have like from? hard hats and stuff. Yeah. It's from the second one. It is? Okay. Why? Yeah. So they're just kind of picking random designs? Yeah. I mean, they they made all the, like the one I, I honestly once a week debate about buying is the is Brain. He's the smart one that sings yeah. Frank oh, Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the deep voice. Yeah. And he like, he, like, he goes on. I think is it Larry King? He goes on like a talk. No, I think he, it is. He gets interviewed by the by the um Grandpa Munster type guy that's do whatever. Uh-huh. Like it's great. But yeah, he's my favorite by far. He's got glasses. He, he's just he's the best. Uh speaking of Grandpa Munster, you got any you got any zombies? Nah, not not really. He put up like five new tweets, and uh one is just like you know zombie watch the monsters under an umbrella like because it got really hot i guess like a picture of the cast yeah but like it's like a behind the scenes like it's not like yeah. they're not it's not a scene from the movie they're just like yeah. in their chairs under an umbrella uh and then there's an, then another shot of them like sitting on a couch like nothing crazy he did post he, he's on tour right now and he's he posted like an advertisement for his tour he it's a, the the photo is a it's a photo from Woodstock where it's these guys on the side of the road and they're selling acid for a dollar. Like they have a cardboard <laughs> sign that's acid for a dollar. Uh, I was like, man, like what kind of how far did a dollar go in 1968? Right. Like, like yeah, yeah. really like, is that even worth your time? That's like, hilarious. Why not sell it for two dollars? Like it's, <laughs> it's acid. Even five bucks. Like, I mean, yeah, I, it's I mean, acid, and the, people are only gonna buy one hit. They're not gonna. Yeah, it yeah. just. Yeah. Man, the more the the longer this gets dragged out, the more terrified I am of this movie. I think it's just gonna be so gross. I think it's gonna be so gross. I think the color scheme might be gross. I mean, I can imagine it being like. Remember in like the early two thousands when all the movies looked like they they were all like orange. Yeah, or like they had like a like a filter, like a like a yeah, and it was great. It was going on. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why do all these movies look gross? Yeah. And all the all the they all look like a Sugar Ray video. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was Sugar Ray. Oh, I hated it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Rob Zombie. Any other news? <laughs> no, there's not a ton of. I mean, right. I went through with the news. There's not. There's a new movie out that um. It's getting it mixed reviews, I guess. This 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 uh, what's it called? Black phone, black. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I didn't know he's in until about uh, half an hour ago. Isn't but. that the same um, sinister? What is it? It's somebody he's worked with before. I want to say it's the guy yeah. who directed Doctor Strange one. Who's that? Uh, Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. I think it? he did do Sinister. Yeah, is that uh, who's doing this? I think it is. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it's you know. So have you seen the trailer for this thing? No, I've only seen the poster. So it looks really, it looks creepy. It also looks kind of like a little dry maybe, but it's basically like Ethan Hawke is a creep in a mask who kid like lures a kid over and kidnaps him and like puts him in the basement and there's like a black phone down there and he visits him in the basement with this weird mask on. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, like kidnapping kids and doing that kind of shit. Like, can't we write about something else? It's just kind of weird. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it as long as yeah. it's not stupid. Yeah, we'll see. You know, did you, I mean, did you did you see Sinister? No, I, I've I've only heard good things though. I saw the first one, and I don't really remember. I think I remember expecting more from it, but I, I should probably rewatch it. I did not see the second one. I think that's where I'm at with it. Like most of the time, with like modern horror movies, like 
I don't know. It, it takes, a, usually I, it takes it being not overhyped, but like, I don't know. It's weird. Like gotta, get out wait. was one that yeah. like, but I saw get out right away. Cause I was, I don't know why, but I, I just looked interesting. And I, 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 that one, I think it's, it, I think it's overrated, but I think it's, it's really, really good. It's really good. I mean, Jordan Peele's yeah. awesome. I love Key and Peele. I love his sense of humor. Yeah. But I'm excited. He's got a new one coming out too. Nope. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know, man. I saw the trailer for that and I'm like, I'll see it. Get out was like, like you said, it was, it's a great movie that's way overhyped, even though it's yeah. great, but, or maybe just talked about too much or something. Cause it's like, if it's great, how can it be overhyped? I don't know, but it just is. Nope. Looks like, all right, well, I'm just, I'm doing a movie about a phrase that people use way too much. Hmm. You know, that's how I feel about it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer and to be fair, I mean, I like Jordan Peele, but he's in yeah. a lot of duds that twilight zone show was a real was it bad i haven't seen i it. only i only watched one a friend of mine who's like obsessed with the twilight zone yeah really wanted to like it and it was yeah and, and couldn't do it he's the rob rod steiger of it right the yeah narrator whatever yeah have Were you there... been on twilight zone Dude, um what's that rod sterling rod the... sterling sorry yeah. what did i say rod, rod i don't know rod stewart. <laughs> i said rod stewart yeah he's the rod stewart that would be interesting. forever young. Yeah, but that's yeah, he plays that part basically. Where he comes out and you know explains the deal. Yeah, but it, did it have a decent cast at all? You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's an anthology show, so you know, it, which is, I mean, that's what's so crazy is like you look at like Black Mirror, man, and like if if awesome. they would call, if they call yeah, Black Mirror is great, but yeah. if they called it the Twilight Zone, all of a sudden now there's all these other expectations just don't i mean why do you have to call it there's nothing it's an anthology show there's nothing right. that ties it to well that's the danger of doing something like that it's like they want to use the ip yeah they want to they want to ride the coattails and the and the legacy of it okay do it but you got to make it good it's got yeah. to raise the bar you but can't like, fall under it, the bar it sets a whole thing like you know what like i mean it might have been decent but you know, I guess it's a double-edged sword. Like I checked it out because it's Twilight Zone, but right. you know what I mean. Like I probably, if you if you pitch it as it's a Twilight Zone type anthology show, and you take Jordan Peele out of the first two minutes, being like, you know what I mean. You just call it whatever, right? It, it might it might have been great. Like you know, but people probably would have hated Black Mirror if it was called the Twilight Zone. You know, because it's not that, right? You know, I, I think I have a season to catch up on that. I think. I really um, love that show. Yeah, I think I might better. too. The it's last really season good. I saw was the uh, the season with the, with the Star Trek episode. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was a great yeah, one. That was that was creepy and awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I think that was the last one I saw. I didn't even I, I missed the uh, like the Choose Your Own Adventure movie or whatever they did. Oh, I watched that. Is that, that was neat? Was it? Yeah, it, it's neat. I still don't understand how that works, but whatever. Okay, it's 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 literally just like Choose Your Own Adventure. You get to a point, and the remote it says hit this button on the remote, or this button on the remote, and okay. they they give you two. Sometimes they give you more than two choices. But have you gone through it more than once to see if it actually yeah. changes? I went through it a bunch of times, and then like really? when you do it, yeah, it's cool. You do it once, and then you try and change it up, and yeah. it it's kind of like Choose Your Own Adventure, and that like sometimes like you hit a button and you just die, and then it's okay. like okay, well, I guess I have to go back and do that again but eventually it does kind of it's not it's it's fun and and you you know it's fun for a couple of days because then you research like oh how many different ways yeah. are there to go about it? i mean Scenario. i think there's like four different endings and i think you know. isn't the main guy in that will poulter i was looking at him today i think that's who it is and i was looking at him today because he's he's the uh he's playing adam warlock 
Oh, MC, that's the MCU. kid from uh, Where the Millers. Okay. Um, he's in it. I think it's been a while. Okay. Yeah, you should check that out. It's a. Fun, I need to it, check it out. Yeah. It's like a ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's you very know? unique. You know, but Twilight Zone. Just if you want some Twilight Zone, watch that movie, man. The 80, 82 movie, whatever. It's so fucking good. Dan Aykroyd steals the show and he's only in it for like three minutes, if that. But the whole thing is great. That's a great movie to check out. Check dude, uh, check out the series. The series is it, it's crazy how well it holds up. You're talking about the old well, the old series? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It it's 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 so good. It is. There's some crazy stuff. Yeah. The only bummer thing about it is that like, you know, some it's so soaked into like culture that yeah. sometimes you know what i mean like you'll get to an episode and you'll be like i know how this ends oh sure you know? because sure. it's so fa- it's it, it's so famous or it's so or i've seen the simpsons <laughs> like because that, that's the thing you watch Treehouse of horror yeah. and like i watched all those before the twilight zone and then when i watched twilight zone i'm like this is just ah that's what they did <laughs> yeah yeah those those guys back in the 50s ripped off the simpsons yeah um, what else what you got any other news no 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 not what'd you, what'd really you watch what'd you watch I watched a couple uh, things, but nothing, nothing really worth. Uh, well, uh, I watched a movie called The Tender Bar. Was it? Was, it was called The Tender Bar. It was a little disappointing. It was directed by George Clooney. Really? Had a, yeah, awesome. Cat. It had uh, Ben Affleck in it. Uh, took place in the seventies, and George Clooney. I usually really like him. Uh, this movie kind of just ran out of gas and kind of took a. I don't know. It was just is kind of. A, is it new? Yeah, it's new. Um, it. I mean, it came out in the last month. Okay. It's on Amazon. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was about this kid that, I don't know. It was about this kid who grows up and then becomes, uh, a, I, I don't know, a writer. And it was just. Like a drama know. or a comedy? Yeah, basically a drama. It, it wasn't, it wasn't enough of either one to be good, you know? And it was just a good director, like, man. Clooney's a really good director. And there's a lot of choices. I wish I could like ask him about Like, why did you decide to like, like, narratively like there's there's all these like flash forwards to like things but it's not like it's not as if like there's one thing in the future so this kid is like it flash it starts off the kid's like eight years old then like they flash to him and he's like on a bus on his way to yale the whole thing like they keep talking about how you're gonna go to yale you're gonna go to yale and it, it, it keeps flashing forward to this bus where he's on his way to get interviewed for yale and you think okay well that's that's now and then he's this is all referring back to that but then like that keeps jumping forward too, and then like characters will talk about things, like yeah, well you know you work for the New York Times. You're like, wait, when the fuck did that happen? He's still what happened? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, and sure. then then you'll see him get a job at the New York Times, and it's like, yeah. why did you do it like this? It's 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 weird and disjointed and confusing, and it's like I have to keep up with it, and it's not that dip. It's not that complicated. It's just right. like it's a weird choice, and 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 it, it I don't know the, the nobody. Ben Affleck's fantastic in it, but yeah. he always yeah. is. He's, he's great. Pretty good. I fucking love Affleck. You ever man. see The Accountant? Yeah, he's Dude. good in everything, man. He's that, good that in, movie's in awesome. movies that are shit. He's Nobody good. Talks in... about that movie. Uh, the one I haven't yeah. seen is the one he directed, uh, Live by Night. I still haven't seen Live by Night because yeah, it's long, uh, and yeah. it, and it didn't get great reviews. But everything else he directed is fucking awesome. I bet it's good, man. I bet it's good. Um, what's the other one he did? Uh, oh, what do you do? You see The Way Back. That's that's back. one of his new one. It's one of his newer ones. Okay. Oh, where he plays coach. the drunk the drunk basketball coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't it's seen. It's so that. it's so good, especially because <laughs> you know he was going he, like he was struggling with like alcohol at that yeah, point yeah. in his life, and he was just like nobody it, cares it, anymore if he's not playing Batman. It's like 
hey, yeah, you it know? sucks. You he know? hates that. That's why I quit Batman. But I mean, I would too. I mean, that I mean, that's what I say about all these movies. Hell like, no, dude. Like, you get it, cast as Batman. I'm playing Batman for life. Sure, but like I get it. But also, <laughs> you, you, you've seen Birdman, right? Yeah, dude. Birdman. Like that, awesome. that scene where like they're walking around and he's like, "What? Why don't we get fucking? Why don't we get this guy?" And he's like, "He can't. He's in. Uh, he's he's Spider Man." What about this guy? Ah, he's doing the, the Hawkman thing. He can't. <laughs> and like he names like seven actors. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man. And it's it's like with directors and writers. It's like, man, they're just scooping up all the good ones. And yeah. like, you know, well, but yeah, they're doing that. But it doesn't mean you can't do other stuff. It just means yeah. that your, your fan base is going <laughs> to clamor for one thing. But who cares? Who gives a shit? I like know. My mom, you're going to still go. My mom, me, whatever. You're going <laughs> to still go see a Ben Affleck movie where he's not Batman. But yeah, dude. Don't quit Batman. Did you see the uh well when you're when you're Batman? Well, we disagree about I like his bat I like his portrayal as Batman. Yeah. I, I think his movie sucks, but we well he never got a thing. movie. That's the problem. Well, yeah, yeah. Had he yeah. gotten a movie, I think people would have been like, Yeah, dude, thanks. That's awesome. One one more thing on Affleck. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> he uh did you see him in uh the the James Silent Bob reboot? Uh yeah. What was it? Which one? In the new the James Silent Bob movie that came out like last year. Oh no! I, did I not see that? It's a Kevin Smith movie, obviously. Yeah. No, I guess I didn't see that. It's, I tell you what, if you like James on the Bob, I do. Was, I watch all Kevin Smith's movies. Then you'll like it. Like that's the thing. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not, not amazing, it? but it's it's like if you like James on the Bob, then yeah. you're fucking yeah. You, you know why you're here. Totally. <laughs> like you're the here. Dude, for, I I quoted Mallrats today, just like literally thirty minutes before we sat down to record. It's. I mean, yeah. If if that's yeah he's i i don't love every all of his newer movies yeah yeah i no, i like i i really liked uh the new james on bob i'm gonna check that out definitely. yeah check that out it's it's free on fucking everything i, I think it's at amazon prime or it's sure. on it's on one of them because kevin smith's like just i don't care give me my money whatever uh yeah. speaking of shout out to my neighbor john he was telling me the story tonight where he was like he and his wife celebrated their their wedding anniversary recently and he was telling me i said how did you ask your wife to marry you he starts telling me this story and I'm like, oh shit, is he going to say it? I cut him off and I was like, please tell me it was at Universal Studios, the part where Jaws <laughs> pops out of the water. And he's like, mall rats. I was like, mall rats. But he, this is what he did, man. I guess you can set this up at the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago here where you, I guess they tie the ring to a beluga whale and the whale swims, swims up and comes out of the water. Oh my God. <laughs> out, of, out of the water. And big risk, man presents you with the ring and like that's what they did that's what he had to, and he's like will you marry me here's this whale with a ring what the fuck that's nuts i did it at chili's <laughs> <laughs> with bling was it like one of the pieces of bling on the no i did it as we were leaving like i was like we walked out and i was in the parking lot i'm like what's that over there it's like what and then i was like here <laughs> <laughs> dude that is that is uh that doesn't surprise me my wife's pretty... favorite restaurant is chilies yeah dude <laughs> you can't beat those fajitas i haven't had them since the 80s they were awesome in the 80s i watched um is that all you watch you, you got that anything else yeah i watched the obi-wan show but yeah know. we'll talk about that in a second i watched so i've been i wanted to recap on stranger things before the the rest of it hits next month mm -hmm. and i watched season one i think i'm about halfway through season two man seeing those kids you know, like you see them how they are now and they're like adults, basically. They were little, little kids. And that was yeah. only 2016, I think. Fucking awesome, man. That I mean, it's all great. That first season is so good. 
I think we take for granted, like you and I talked about on our Stranger Things season four episode, the evolution of the villains, you know? Yeah. And the Gorgon, you know, looking at Vecna now, thinking back to the Gorgon, you're like, oh, maybe it's a little underwhelming. It's not. It's still awesome. The whole, just all that stuff. You know, like Hopper is so fucking cool. The kids are awesome. It's awesome. So I'm at season two where they introduced Billy. Billy, I forgot that Billy had like such a huge arc. Is my he's my favorite character. Billy's but, in season two. I yeah, they introduced him that. at the beginning of season two, and he has this arc that goes to the end of season three. God, he is such a dickhead. He is, and it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome, like knowing where he goes, you know. And his sister Max, like she's just super cool. And it I don't really, know why I didn't realize that because I knew she came in in season two. Right. You, I just forgot too. It's weird, but it's cool. One of the one of my least favorite parts watching season four was Lucas Lucas's role, mm-hmm. but but watching you know going back and watching it, I'm like I got a new appreciation for him, especially with his relationship with Max because you get to see that in season four pretty heavy, and you're like you kind of forget. So it's cool to recap, man. It's a it's a it's such a great show. It really is. Great characters. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder, jeez. And this is great. She's always Jeez, good. man. I always loved her. I've always been a fan of hers since Beetlejuice, but uh, she doesn't get enough credit for Alien 4. Yeah, Alien 4, people, nobody shits on it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, you know what, you know, it's it's a, how do you put it? It it, it seems like it's going to be like Jason X. You know what I mean? Like, it sure. seems like, all right, let's squeeze the left. La- and it's not as, and the thing, it's not as good as one or two. But what is, you know what I mean? Like, that's not exactly. fair. Exactly. You know, it's better than three. Yeah. It's way better than three. And it's not as like stupid as it seems, you know, I, I don't I totally. Know. That's a great way to put it. That cast the cast um, is great. Jean-Pierre Junette, the director, you know, Amelie. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Delicate Amelie Delicatessen. He did a string of movies. He's a friend, obviously a French director. He did Amelie and then he did a string of movies before Amelie with Hellboy. What's his name? Ron Perlman. Yeah. That, about are, Ron Perlman. that are French movies, but Ron Perlman's in them for some reason. And he's so cool. <laughs> Just awesome movies. Anyway, same director. Yeah. Brad Dourif. Come on. Creepy oh, yeah. scientist. Brad Dourif is in it. Yeah. The only problem, and I've said it before, the only problem I have with that that's hard to watch, still amazing and amazing effects, is the ending. It's because it's like, the way they, the way the alien dies is like, oh, I love how the alien dies. It's great, them. but it's for some reason it's like gut wrenching for me. I'm like, oh, because he's the only thing that alien wants is its mom, which is Ripley, yeah. and she denies him, and then he gets fucking sucked into space, but a little it's hole sucked it's in like, the best in the oh, best way. It's so you know? painful, and he's screaming, and he wants his mom, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's awesome, man. It's it's what that franchise deserves. It's just like. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, nobody bitches about that one, but nobody talks about it. Right. I remember when I saw it in a theater, I was just like, hell yeah. You know what I think it is? It's the, I don't know if it's a color palette or like, it looks like, like there's something about came out around that time yeah. compared to move, like, like, like Halloween H2O. Yeah. Just, it looks clean and, you know, like well lit. It looks like a, like a, I don't know, like a Target commercial compared yeah. to, I know like, exactly what you're saying. The other ones like are real. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to put it, you know. My favorite part of that movie is uh Gary Durdan. I think that's how you say his name. Christy. He's got the guns in his sleeves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I should rewatch this. He's movie. a badass wow. character. I, I love I love that. It's it's a cool movie. Sheriff of Nottingham. 
I mean, I could, or not, who is it? No, it's not. Um, fuck, what's the dude's name? Oh, from The Crow, the villain from The Crow. What's his name? He's got the cool voice. I don't remember. Shit. Anyway, Renault was a rider. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, good movie. All right, man. Uh, let's talk about Kenobi briefly. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah. There's, sure. there's like two made, three major points I think we should hit on. And that's, I'll just say it right now. Okay. I'm just going to say it right now. That's uh, Reva. I want to talk about her. I want to talk about Vader. And I want to talk about Owen. <laughs> okay. Which is, which is unfortunate. And that I think says it all. It's a Kenobi show. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think he's a point of contention in this. Well, I think, and this is kind of cynical, but a lot of people were saying like at, at the start that, yeah, this it's, it's an Obi-Wan show, but it's, it's really a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spinoff thing to introduce Reva because we're going to, we're doing a Reva show. So we need to introduce, we can't just come up with a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been announced. Oh, it has. Yeah. Like from what I understand, I didn't see Disney announce it, but I, everybody's saying that that's the deal. And well, I don't, know. I don't know if, if it'll still happen. They might Ryan Johnson it because yeah. nobody seems psyched. That's what I'm saying, man. Like all the dickheads aside, all the racist bullshit aside. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe that I have to preface with this, but you can absolutely not like that character folks. It's fine because yeah. it's a garbage character. And that's from what I feel in the, in the mature critiques that i've been hearing that most people feel that way it's a shoehorned garbage character that took away from kenobi's story and i don't know why they feel so compelled to do that but yeah the way it ends i guess maybe there's setup for what do i do now? what do i do now go be a good person okay we're now we're <laughs> gonna see her be what get out of here so i have no interest in that it's star wars so i might watch it but I don't know. And it's just kind of like it's one of those. It The whole show just seems unnecessary. Like, why did we like need this? You know, like it, w- w- was it not, you know, clear enough that the, like Obi-Wan and like Anakin <laughs> didn't like. Right. Like, and I know that's something that you and I understand it totally. That's the criticism that that you that hits you personally, which is like, do we need this? And I get that with whatever property it is. There was one thing at the, by the end of this episode, I kind of heard your voice say that. And like, I realized, yeah, maybe we don't need it, but I saw a use for it. And that is you, they can now tell if their goal was to tell more Obi-Wan stories, they can do that now without having to feel like they have to tip around, tiptoe around uh, a new hopes. Yeah. Vader, Obi Kenobi um, confrontation. Because what this did was it freed him up from the responsibility, I think, of having to stay glued to Tatooine. You think? Maybe. I he mean, can do, he can go do adventures now. He can, but also, I mean, which ties into Owen. It's weird. Like, does because I think he now feels like Owen and Amperu are enough to take care of. Luke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's not where he kind of feels like in A New Hope. In A New Hope, he's kind of like, you're an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> like, think, that's I think, kind of know, the vibe. That's farther, that's farther enough down the road where I think maybe he could be like, all right, I got to get back to tattooing now. It's time, which is kind of what happens, you know? Like, it's time maybe. for Luke. It's, I don't know. All, there was a lot. Like, I mean, there was, and it, it's weird. Like, I don't think it's not, This what's weird about it is like, Boba Fett was like bad. So it's it's fun to like, this was just like, I guess so. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like there was nothing in there. I was like, oh, fuck off with this. Like, like I was a oh event, but like with this, it's just I know I complain about this. And it's not complaining. And I'm not even this isn't my normal complaint about lightsabers. <laughs> Cause I'm not because they did nerf them, but I'm like yeah. used to it by now. Uh-huh. But did the lightsabers seem weird to you? Yeah, they've well, you know, they're doing they've, it differently now. The way they're the way they're you said they felt like they felt more like I don't know how to put it, but like they did. They didn't feel like they feel like it feels like they're holding sticks giant, like they, giant they, glow sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I know. That's what they're shooting with. Right. But and, and it's it should be it should feel like it's a a, a light almost. It's a lightsaber. I know. That, yeah. Like it, it should it, feel it, like if you like you could if it wouldn't cut your fingers off, you could pass your hand through it. But this feels like there's an actual physical hard object there. Yeah. And I know that there is. Yeah. But there was before, too. There was. Like, but they. It was different. Yeah. It was yeah, a little. They thin. drew it. They drew on over it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. And I know that it's probably so they can get better lighting or whatever it is. But how do they do? You know what they feel like? Did you ever see The Last Samurai? Yeah. That's my, you know the, the greatest disappointment of my life. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I wanted to love that movie and it wasn't what I wanted it to oh be. Oh, my God. I, I need to rewatch it because I haven't seen it since it came out, but I was disappointed big time. <laughs> I was sad. I, I loved it the first time I saw it. And then I took my buddy to see it uh, and he was on mushrooms. And that was even better <laughs> watching him watch it on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's amazing. Awesome. That's he awesome. can't he can't ever like even tell me like even when I bring it up to this day. And that was I mean, that was in theaters and like yeah. like yeah. that's how long ago it was. He'd be like, man, fuck, I, I don't even want to talk about the last samurai, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, it reminded me like that's how they feel like the the practice sticks they have. You oh, know? yeah. Like the bamboo, absolutely. like absolutely. You know, I don't know what it is. And, you didn't and have like, to, you, know, you realize you didn't have to reference last, last samurai to tell me about the. I could have said, yeah, things. samurai bamboo yeah. sticks. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, like when I don't know. And like I said, I bet you they nerf them. But yeah. I, I, it didn't seem as bad this time, I, except when when Vader got for this cut. episode. You mean I like because I I did like certain things about the fights. Like yeah. I like that Vader goes one handed most of the time. Yeah, I love that. Um, which I never noticed that he did in Empire until somebody pointed it out. To oh me yeah, that he goes one handed against Luke in Empire. Really? Okay, I gotta. Yeah, yeah. That's when he chops his hand off. That he's doing one handed. Yeah. yeah, but like he oh, does cool. it. But but when he fights Obi Wan, he does too. Like. Yeah. You know, how do you feel about just Vader, <laughs> Vader's fight scenes? I mean, like, he left a lot of people for dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like seems, what, how about do you, he do doesn't you, seem very thorough. Do you think it's cool when he doesn't use his lightsaber and he's just doing like force stuff? It was neat. It was neat when he was fighting Reva because she was like so overpowered, right. like that he was just kicking her ass. But and one of the things about these new Star Wars movies is that when they really over not overpower the Jedi, but like the part I, I think they new Star Wars does this where they like they think, well, this will be cool. But they don't consider that like, hey, we've got we've, we've got a lot of continuity here. And like like the part where like Obi-Wan like does the thing and he floats all the rocks and just right. launching rocks at him. That looked awesome. Yeah, like, that was really cool. Yeah, it surprised and then me. It's like, how come he never? he never did anything like that like later or before or like nobody does shit like that and it's like we never i don't know saw, we never saw this kenobi this version of kenobi once he comes into well this entire i would argue that this entire show all six episodes is a 
is a, pre- a presentation of Kenobi, the character that we've never seen, whether it's at the beginning where he's like out of touch with the force. We've never seen that before. Yeah. Or at the end where it's like, holy shit, you are the force almost. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like he's, he's literally like standing there, like some kind of God, like raising these rocks and like launching them. And it's like, why have we, we've never seen any of this stuff, which I appreciate the, the Vader fighting without a sword Kenobi doing that stuff. It's, I always think back to Kylo Ren when he stops the laser bolt that uh, Poe shoots at him in the beginning. Yeah, that I love Some that. shit that we never seen before. I love when they do that. And they're, they, to their credit, they did that in this series a couple times. Um, yeah, I was really surprised because the, the, those lightsabers on the show, they, they, they fly, right? Oh, yeah. The, well, the spinning they, ones? They can like, yeah, they can basically spin them and fly away. Do you think like Mary Poppins? Yeah. Mary Poppins, straight up. <laughs> you think they didn't do that because it was like that's that's like gonna that's gonna look. Dude, when the show before the show, right before the show aired, the first episode, that was the biggest question. Like, are we gonna see Inquisitors fly around? And it was an absolute yes. I don't know where where it came from, but it but like it was it wasn't in the show, so I don't know where that came from. But I think they could have put it in and it made it cool, but they didn't. I it, I think it would have been. I think I think a lot of especially with these live action shows, they have to consider people that fucking love the cartoon but also people like me who never really watched sure. that like and if they would have just started flying around I, I mean somebody like me would be like i mean i knew that that was a thing yeah but i i what, what what the hell is that you know what i mean <laughs> like somebody's dad's gonna be like what are they doing like, well if you watched you don't have to watch any of this stuff to know just to, to think it's 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 all in how they do it and the way they do it in the sh- in the cartoon it works because even then it could come off as weird but it works like even Darth Maul does it in the cartoon when he I think he steals somebody's double saber like that. One of the Inquisitors, he kills him and he like takes the saber and flies away. And it's like, there goes Darth Maul. But it's cool. Like it, it works. Does um, wait. So wait, Obi-Wan, she gives it to Obi-Wan at the end, right? She threw it on the ground. I don't know what happened with it. OK, I was just thinking like how funny it would be if it was like <laughs> he's got yeah, how many does he have? <laughs> this one's neat. Why you could have given Han and Chewie, and you could have given them lightsabers too, man. (laughs) Do you see Chewie flying around on a? Yeah, I the Vader stuff. The Vader stuff to me was the most important thing that they were going to present because, like, Vader is one of those characters that, like, don't fuck with Vader, man. Don't mess him up. Don't make him. Don't make him like sad and sorry or don't make him overly grandiose like he should be like rogue one was the perfect depiction of vader in my mind at the end you know when Mm -hmm. he's slicing through that hallway like that was like fucking a that was one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life this kind of took it uh, they tried to take it up a notch with all the you know no no saber fighting and it's cool and it's new i don't know how it sits with me right now i need to rewatch it I don't mind it because I just I think she probably sucks like she's she I mean not she doesn't suck I mean I don't like her as a kid but like she as a Jedi she sucks she doesn't have any training she's like basically somebody who has a lightsaber and who like probably had potential but no training yeah you know so she's essentially Finn like mm, you know she's a, like she's She's, she's better than Finn, well, but like she's better than Finn. She can know, use the force. She uses the force in this. Yeah, she does, I guess. But she's basically self-trained. And that's yeah. the other thing, man. Like she reminds one of the things I say about the prequels all the time is that like 
like I'm not going to like if I had my choice, I wouldn't show my kids, but I would tell them what happens in them because yeah. like it, it's on paper. It sounds awesome. Like if you say, oh, no, but this happens and this happens, it sounds great. But just the execution sucked. I think that's this character. Like if you said like, oh, she's this and then she was this and this happened. That sounds really absolutely. Her story is really interesting. There's just she's just poor execution. And, and, and it doesn't help that like her big goal and like what she's striving to do. I mean, it takes the wind out of it because we know that she doesn't do it. Right. Like, you know, that's the whole point of a, a character like that is the arc they go through. But by the time you get to tat, it's like when she got to tattooing, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, it yeah, I didn't no get sense. why, why, why go? And, and that she fig- yeah. And that she figured it out was like, yeah, that was whole, a little bit of a stretch. It should have ended. It was cool enough. It, it would have been cool enough if they had left her. You, you know, you could leave her dangling a plot, plot thread that dangles after she faces Vader there and he stabs her. You could leave mm-hmm. that and she could, if you wanted, if there's a fan, you know, you could test the fan base. If it turns out you want to do a show later on, well, we never really saw her die. Cool. But to take her to Tatooine is stupid. And like, I like, I do like the fact that when we found out that she was going after Vader for the, for her Anakin, for these reasons. I was like, let's not do, I hope that they don't do a scene where she bests him where she beats him. Yeah. And it's something he needs to recover from and learn from to be a, a better Darth. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't do that. I'm glad that they left it where it's like, no, he beats her hands yeah. down almost literally every time. She has a hard time with Owen and Baru. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't, that scene was so weird. Cause like it, it really, is. It, it, that's the kind of thing that almost, bugs me it, it happens i feel like it happens in new star wars and it happens in marvel too but it doesn't bother me with marvel you know what i mean like what? like captain like for example captain america shouldn't be able to be like when he fights thor in avengers one he shouldn't be that, that, that thor is so overpowered compared to captain america that should be no sure. contest but they because they need the scene it were like and it works in that scene and you don't think about it and they do that in 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 marvel for some reason especially when they have somebody like Captain Marvel who's so overpowered, she ruins every, you know, whatever scene she's in, like kind of right. Or I don't, I don't want to bitch about her, but you know what I mean? <laughs> she's, you know a what Mac- I mean? she's a MacGuffin. Like it, just, but it, it just makes yeah. it, it's goofy that like, or whatever you call it, that Thanos is having a hard time with Iron Man. And, and then he's also having a hard time with Captain Marvel, because if he's having a hard time with Iron Man, Captain Marvel should run right through. Him. Right. But it doesn't. And anyway, this thing, where was it? Where the oh, that's the thing. She's fighting Darth Vader. Owen. She got smoked by Darth Vader. Right. But she's been kicking people's asses. Yeah. But then she has a hard time. Like every scene, it's just that every it's like a fighting game. It's like it's like it's like no matter who you are, like if you're Superman or if you're Batman, every you're both both players have to be equally matched enough get, to make the scene exciting. Well, you know what I char- mean? A character can get in it, like the Captain America Thor thing. It's like if that if that fight had played out, Thor would have creamed him. But it's Captain America gets an edge here mm-hmm. and then he doesn't over here. But we don't you know, if it was just like, all right, let's go. Let's finish this fight. Thor creams him. But yeah, Reva. Remember, Reva has that major injury to her guts. Oh, stabbed, yeah, I guess stabbed. you're so right. That kind of plays into the Owen Baru kind of I forgot about that kind of because it was so bit. right. I can't believe it happened. Me. It I mean, just, happened in the first place. No, it's it's like I said, like these, like it's what are a good point? No, I, if you I, got I stabbed it. with a regular sword, you you would you would be fucked. Let well, alone like lightsaber cauterizes, right? Does it though? I, I mean, know. I know. Okay, Maybe. I know it does. If you slice off 
Yeah. But like, but like, okay, when like Qui-Gon jammed into that door, it was like, that's what I would imagine it would be doing to your insides. Melting them. Yeah. yeah. If you just, maybe not. I mean, I, I wonder know. though, if lightsabers give off heat because they are, they're always holding them by their face, you know? Yeah. You know how like Cyclops, like it's not heat. It's, it's not heat. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a concussion push. blast. It's a push. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's yeah. I guess. How did you, how did you feel about Owen's scene? <laughs> it was more than general. I expected him to do. Yeah. I, it was funny. I wasn't first. I, I didn't love the Baru was the one that was like, no, let's go. And I was like, all right, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. And then I, it was, again, it was just something that was off. Like when she's like, no, we're going to fight. And she like, she pulls the shotguns out of the wall and yeah. they're like, they're like earth shotguns kind of. I mean, they had like a, it was weird. It was like, earth hell are those? Shotguns. I mean, they looked like regular yeah. shotguns. Yeah. It was like, okay, I guess. Totally. Uh, and it was fine. And he fights her with that big giant thing. Stick. Yeah. But it was fine. It was more than I expected them to do with him. I would have rather it's, yeah, it was, but I would have rather seen good drama scenes with owen rather than action scenes yeah me too because that's the thing he's got there's so much there that you yeah. can play and around it's, Joel with. Edgerton. it's like come on what are you doing and why haven't you yeah i don't know just squandered there's a lot of squandered opportunity in the show there is yeah um, and it's it, but it's not bad it's just kind of like and that's the thing like if it's an obi-wan kenobi show it should yeah. be like strap in this is going to be awesome Absolutely. And it's just kind of like Okay. Yeah. Here's another. It feels like they're making it because they have to make something. If it, it reminds yeah. me of like like with with Fantastic Four when they just make movies because they're gonna lose the IP yeah. if they don't, you know. Yeah. So my two my least favorite part of this whole thing and my favorite part of this whole thing, the R two Leia message in A New Hope. She says, I think she says something like, "You served my father in the Clone Wars." Yeah, and, and that's that's how that's how she, that's her telling that when obi-wan gets the message that's her name drop and how she's trying to entice him like come help yeah so this show says no they had a whole adventure they know each other they love each other yeah and yet in the they're not but they're not they're changing they're retconning almost the sentiment within that message and i didn't like that at all yeah I, it, I, the, I, in that in, a, in that message there's no allusion to them having a history or that they've met at all oh know? i agree and yeah it didn't feel like that it felt like it was like yeah she was she, exactly she was name dropping and being like hey like you know we need help this is like why why not say do you remember me from this you know right like, but we, she didn't so this show why didn't this show adhere to that message it should have and, and in order to do that they got to cut leia out yeah and so they don't it's like you know I at first I I was like all right Leia is a cool a good that's good writing to that she's the reason Kenobi leaves Tatooine and leaves Luke but it could have been something else and after the show played out and I thought about that message I was like this doesn't match it like, just guys, yeah exactly you guys really like screwed that up and you're and and that's the thing like and and the same with the Vader thing yeah technically it still matches that he's like I haven't seen him since and now he's thinking about this instead of you know yeah exactly the you know the and it was just part, like right yeah which was a big one or yeah. like or like he think i think there's a scene where he's like he says kenobi and like doesn't want to i think tarkin says like that guy's dead like what are you talking about and he's oh, like kenobi, yeah yeah and he's like he's like he's like no 
it, like it, it's he says it, i it feel just, my i feel my old master yeah he and he's like, like i don't know it, it, the whole thing was just like that's still and, and, but it was it, in service of what you know what i mean those scenes worked really well before and they, those, those scenes matched up i think what they did with this is they 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 pushed them apart and they added the the show which still connects i think right yeah but is still it worth connects. it well like it, they mean, wanted they of. wanted to see for people who wanted to see luke run around and <laughs> and chop things up as an old man and we didn't well now we get to see this so lightsaber fighting in star wars is something that is probably the most beloved thing in star wars for fans and it's some yet it's something that at least disney has been like shying away from doing that thing where you know how like at the end of age of ultron caps in the at the very end he's like let's see the new team and we see the new team and he's like avengers but he doesn't say assemble like that's how they treat lightsaber fights in disney it's like or the use of lightsabers it's like cut (laughs) you know like um but so this show was giving us that but i think that matches up that's okay as far as new hope goes i really like the slayer thing is a big misstep i think yeah i think so i mean at first i was like oh that's neat and i when i first was watching it again i was always i'm always like all right let's go let's see what you got yeah. and then when it was like oh it's leia i was like oh i'm in and then it yeah. just, and i really loved the portrayal of alderan i really thought yeah. it looked exactly especially how it in, in this one you get to see a little bit more and yeah i, I yeah. like i see what you say. i i dug it a yeah. lot but like and i was like okay i'm in I'll, i like it but by the time i was, I was tired of her like i didn't yeah, you know, and it's not her fault. I mean, kid She's actresses kid, and right. and like all I don't know, kids in anything when they get too uppity, right? Kind of irritate me, absolutely. You know, but that and that's to the credit of Stranger Things. That's what they do so well. Yeah, like, they really do. You don't they, get tired of those kids, and, and they, I, you know, dude. You know what that is though? It's it's the directors and Deborah Chow. Unfortunately, I don't know if she was constrained in some ways because her Mandalorian episodes are some of the best. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe that's the case because Robert Rodriguez did that awesome episode with Boba in the Mandalorian. And then, and then the Boba Fett show sucked. His episodes were the worst. So yeah, I maybe they, hang I don't know what's going say- on over there. Um, my favorite thing, and it's probably the most horror element I think is I really, I'm really digging Hayden Christensen and I hope that we get to see, more with him i don't know how they would use him but when he gets sliced in the face man yeah and that scene is just amazing it was awesome it goes back and forth between hayden and james earl jones's voice and he the look his his like his facial expression and it's only half his face so the dude's the dude's a good actor and i love how he says like i think obi-wan says like then anakin is truly lost or truly gone And 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 Vader says, and the look on his face, he's like, I he says something like, I killed. He says that you didn't kill him. I I I killed Anakin. See, I thought that line was kind of weak. I thought every other line worked, and that one, I was like, I just I I love the line matched with the facial expression. It just it was it was terrifying the way it was lit. That was some that was the best directing I think in the whole show. Yeah, scene. It was cool, and when he did it, I was like. Uh, like when they started that scene, like when he knocked, because I know they they did that in Rebels too. Did what? It, oh yeah, they, with they knocked off half his mask with Ahsoka. And I was like, I was thinking like they did this already. Like, True. I mean, because I've seen, I mean, I haven't seen all that, but like I've seen that scene, 
and I was and anyway, and it was but, neat, well, though. but think about it this way when they do it with when they do it with Ahsoka and Rebels, it's Vader and his Padawan. When they do it with Obi-Wan, it's Vader and his master. So it's this cool, you know, two way. Now, yeah. now the whole spectrum has seen it's kind of cool. You know, that's kind of cool. They've seen that Vader or Anakin is truly gone. His master and his Padawan. He really. And that's that's I mean, this is, you know, my issues with, with episode three. He's so I don't know. I That's the one thing I don't feel like matches up, even though it should. I think it's the fault of episode three that like something should have happened in episode three that may besides. I mean, I know he gets, you know, you know, his legs chopped off and, you know, all that stuff. But like, I, I don't understand why he's so angry. You know what I mean? There's no like, I hate you. Right. Like, I mean, I don't mean that. Yeah, there's I mean, <laughs> to still be like that after after fucking 10, 10 years, like to still be I like, can I see like I get I get I get the motivation that they that he did in episode three where it's like, OK, I have to do this to save my wife. But then, like, why would you continue? I guess I guess you're pissed. But like just like when he's walking through breaking people's necks and stuff in this yeah. and just like it was cool to see. But it was like. Jesus, man. Like I, I understand the opposite. I understand Vader's anger because Obi-Wan chopped him up and now he's this monster, this physical fucked up thing that can't survive without the suit. What I don't understand is why was he so angry back then in episode three? I know he was, right. twist, he was twisted by the dark side and by Palpatine, but that scene where he's, I've never, that's always sat with me where weird when he's just like, he just fucking hates everything. And it's like, he, why, yeah. dude? Why? It, that's my biggest. I mean, I have a lot of issues with three. Three is it's my least favorite. Of it's my three. least favorite of of the pre of the prequels. But Attack like, of the Clones is the best thing. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I, it's because of the I, I did an episode on it on the Star Wars. Podcast. Yeah, I listened to that. It's it was good. It's just like it's got it's got some of the worst stuff of the of the prequels. It's got yeah. the worst stuff of the prequels. But it's also got the best, I think. The Django Fett stuff, I love that. It's it's not, and I think it's the it's Kenobi it's, stuff. At the it's beginning. probably the best uh, when you when you add all the supplemental stuff from the cartoon. It's probably the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably held up the best. Right. Um. But no, that's what I've always hated about three is that like he's tricked. It it should be I, like in my in my head canon when I was a kid. It was like, oh, what he. He he was seduced by the dark side, probably meaning that he there's all this other shit that like they're like, hey, don't don't learn that. And he was like, fuck that. I want to be I want to be the best jet I can be. I can learn this and be good. Like yeah. I, I can learn this and like you're afraid of it. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And I always you know what I mean? Like and that maybe that's why he's so powerful. Like that's you know what I mean? He's because he's he's better at it. But like it, it, he was he was tricked. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was duped and just like. It's it's just, you know, I, I think I wonder I always wonder, like, if it would have been like if they would have put in like a even if even if he wrongfully thought Obi-Wan and Padme were like a thing like right that could have worked or like something. Yeah. But even like, I don't know, I never liked it, that 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 like, why does he even have any allegiance to Palpatine after Padme's dead? You know, like, I don't get it. I think by I that know. by that point, I think he's just lost, you know, and I. I can I can take that I can digest that, but it's just it was just it always felt overboard. Um, yeah, I do too. love I do love that Vader. I I, I like de the depiction of Vader in this series. By the end of it, 
you know, and there was just a couple things, a couple missteps with him, but they didn't tear, they didn't make anything terrible. I don't want, I don't ever want to feel sorry for Vader until yeah. the only time I want to feel sorry for him is at the end of Jedi when he takes his helmet off and he's with Luke. That's the only time. Every, uh, every time I see Vader, I want to think best, the worst of the worst and the, and the strongest and just the best, like you can't beat Vader. Okay. Yeah. And that's how it should always be, but we needed, but they were going to do it. So we needed to see him get beat so that the line matches up. Okay. We've done it. Do you think that this take like, and I know nobody's ever going to watch all this shit chronologically or in order to try, but like, <laughs> do you feel like it, it, it kind of like when Vader takes his mask off at the end of three, and yeah. even when you see the back of it in empire, it's like a holy shit, like, especially in empire. Yeah. But like when you see, that he's like an old feeble like man under like it's a thing it, does it kind of take the wind out of it like what with, seeing with, they, they keep Kurt, showing him in the yeah. in the tank and at this point no because it's early for me it's yeah i know it's know, far yeah. it's far enough removed from that the original series i i've always wanted to see more vader stuff i've always wanted to see him in his prime right like he like, he, like i think this series ends with him approaching his prime after yeah. this series, all right, he got beat by, by Kenobi for the last time. They'll never see each other again until A New Hope. So everything that happens after this is like, get the fuck out of the way because this dude is going to be that much more angry. He's going to be that much more studied and powerful. And you're fucked. That's another thing, though. You know what I just thought about? That line is fucked now. When he what? goes, when, when last I saw you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. No, it like, still works because Kenobi beat him yeah but he wasn't the learner like he was they were just well the learner were... yes he is i think because he got his ass handed to him in the end you got a lot I... to learn and that's what i'm saying like from yeah this maybe point right on, i guess that does. but that's what i mean is like that we have to do that to be like i, I guess that does, i guess it still makes sense <laughs> like it could it could have worked without the series leave him the at mustafar he was fucked <laughs> you yeah. know obi-wan kenobi, kenobi like fucked him up that could have worked but you're gonna do the series so he's got to fuck him up again. And I think that adds more to the learner line because Mustafar, you got beat by Kenobi here. You got beat by Kenobi. What's the, what's the, what's the lesson learner? You can't beat Kenobi. <laughs> I think is the lesson. So he's still the learner is that's how I maybe I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean about it. It's like, all right. It, and, and after all is said and done, like, yeah, it, this whole thing, it just feels sort of unnecessary. And if it wasn't totally, if it wasn't going to be amazing, like if it wasn't going to be great, then I guess, I guess I'll, it's fine. You, it, it wasn't bad. To, yeah, I agree. And to, to enjoy Star Wars going forward, I think the number one thing you can do as a fan is go, it's not necessary. Solo, it wasn't necessary. Kenobi, Boba Fett, none of it's necessary because we've already, we already know those stories. And which is as much as I love the Skywalker era. I guess I'm approaching the point. If this stuff was great, I'd be like, give me more. And Mandalorian yeah. works that way for now. But now I'm like, all right, let's see new stuff. And Taika Waititi's movie, they just announced. Uh, first of all, it's going to be a movie. Awesome. Thank you. Taika Waititi, he does good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to do something that has nothing to do with Skywalker era. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, yeah, it was, you, you know, if you want some amazing Vader stuff without question, check out the comics, the Vader comics, 
have been good since 2015 and especially that first run from 2015. Oh God. There I think was it was Kieran Gillen. I think wrote that. What did you uh, think of the Qui-Gon at the end? Oh, that's, that's how, that's where I was going to end up. Yeah. So I loved it. You knew it was going to happen. You yeah. It was, it was a big, talk, like, yeah, he can't be talking to him this whole show and him not show up. Yeah. Like dickhead, you know, it but, felt like a check mark. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here, here he is here. We got him for a day. For half a day. So, so we, my foot of that, that beard was rough. I, my initial reaction was <laughs> my initial reaction was what the fuck happened to Liam Neeson? Cause he didn't look healthy. <laughs> he looked, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but he looks like he had a stroke or something. I don't know. He didn't look healthy. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, he's probably, you know, how old was he? I, I was looking up Ewan McGregor's age today. Yeah. I don't know how old he was, but yet, I mean, that was 20 years ago when he was, I know, you know Qui-Gon. I yeah. love Qui-Gon, man. Qui-Gon's a badass character that I wish we had more of long ago. He's going to show up again. It's the whole, they're going to do more. I, I'm guessing they'll do another Kenobi series and Qui-Gon will be the Yoda. I wonder. I really wonder if they will. Especially just because this one, it feels like such a waste opportunity. It felt like the, I don't know. Well, this the way they ended it, like I said, they freed him up to tell, to tell Kenobi stories that like Kenobi can go off on an adventure now. Way out in space he doesn't need to be on tatooine with luke he'll come back like we know but i think mm. you can do another series where he's just like because he learned his lesson his lesson was the jedi like i'm a jet his lesson was spider-man with great power comes great responsibility and you can't squander it you can't sure. sit on your hands so he kenobi's gonna go out and do stuff i think uh reva's gonna go do stuff uh, <laughs> vader's gonna go do stuff i'm down with whatever but man i just hope if they're gonna do more Reva stuff, just that's the other thing with her is like the one know. thing that is interesting about her, even though like it doesn't, I don't think it works, but like that's interesting. She wants to kill Vader. She's a this is she's a that. Yeah. But like now, now you don't even have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the now only story they can tell with her is redemption and go. They're gonna actually, dude. I said this for the longest time. The story I wanted with with Kylo Ren at the end of uh, the third movie was for him for him to yeah. die is like what yeah. he's got kill a, ray he's got stuff to atone for yeah i want to see are you him doing i want to see him going around the galaxy being like yo i know you guys hate me but i want to help i'm here to help join the re join the resistance you know like i wish they had done that you, that's, don't have to, you don't even have to kill ray just don't kill kylo is that the let's worst see, thing let's they see ben him? let's see ben solo so i think that what they're doing is what i wanted them to do with kylo is She's going to go around the galaxy and atone for her bullshit. Maybe she'll go after the Inquisitors. How awesome would that be if Kylo like had to start the Jedi's pick up where Luke left off or whatever? Yeah. Like rebuild yeah. the school that he fucking destroyed. Like by what hand. are they fucking doing over there? <laughs> Why are we the ones that, <laughs> that are like, thinking about this stuff? Uh, I mean, it's just. <sighs> all right. That's the end. Uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about this movie. This other movie. Yeah. Silver Streak. Yeah. 1976. So I am Gene Wilder. I said this before. He's my favorite actor of all time. I feel like he's probably the most underrated actor. He does some weird shit. He didn't do a lot of stuff. He was very choosy. Yes. You know, and the things that he chose side note were very sexual in nature for some reason. Did you, have you ever noticed this? I think that might've been him like that. Like he not was, just this know. movie. Yeah, it was him, I think. But yeah. It was like this movie had a lot of awkwardness to it. I think my, my biggest question to you is if 
by this point in 76, he had done all the Mel, he had done his Mel Brooks stuff. He did Blazing Saddles. He did Young Frankenstein. He did, I'm pretty sure, maybe this was after this, but uh, Everything You Want to Know About Sex But We're Afraid to Ask. Great movie. That's Woody Allen. Oh, that's Woody Allen. My fault. Yeah. So anyway, my point is with the Mel Brooks stuff, at least those two movies were massive social commentaries, especially Blazing Saddles on racism and stuff. When it came out, I think it was 69. When it came I, out, I don't know when it came out because Young Frankenstein was 74. I know that. And this movie comes along in 76, right? This is before Star Crazy or after? This is, I want to say before Star Crazy, I think it was in the 80s. Is this so? This is his, see no, see this no isn't Evil the was, first time he worked with Pryor, though. Um, he worked with no, Pryor one time before this. I think you're right. See No Evil, Hear No Evil was 89. Yeah, Silver that was Streak late. is 86. What was the other one you just said? Uh, stir crazy, yeah. Stir, stir crazy. crazy. There's another one though that they worked together because there was I forget right. what it is, but they they and because he <laughs> talks about it on Conan that he was just right immediately like yep right. we we're we're on the exact same page right. So do you think that this movie coming after those social commentary movies? Do you think this movie when it was being made is self aware of of the no. of the content or do you think that it was a misstep for the time? I don't think the, it was the, he, the race yeah. stuff. Like the N word is, is used in this and it's, yeah. it's situational. I get it. It's situational, um, but it's also 1976. Like it's not face. And that's the thing. Like there's things in the movie that don't hold up as like, so like socially, like the black facing. And yeah, the, well, I'll that's, tell you what what, I'm, that's what I'm asking though. The, is when it, the in, movie, Blaze, in blazing saddles, this stuff was tongue in cheek and it was to, it was to make a point of how stupid that stuff is. Yeah. You don't think that's the case with this? You think it's it No. Cuz you can't think, you can't ignore or not be aware of Blazing Saddles at this sure. point, you know, as a movie maker. Yeah. Working with working with Gene Wilder who was I, I don't think it's I don't think it's like social commentary. I think I think the blackface scene is just they wrote a a funny scene. Right. And it's my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> it's well, well, we can get on the blackface scene, but but okay, especially the one, the one N word that that they drop. Right. As much as I mean, was it necessary? No. However, it added to the scene, and it also was like it's 1976. They got like it adds not authenticity. It would that's what would have that's what the guy would have said. It's right. not you know what I mean. Like that character, it makes sense totally. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. But frankly, like I heard the I when I heard the like gun cock. Yeah, I heard him say it before he said it. I knew right. exactly what he was going to say. Right, like because it's it, it that's makes sense it, that, for the, yeah, yeah exactly for, for the, the time yeah. and for the time like that's that's how people talked then. Yeah. It was a lot. It was way more common to hear hear it on a it, 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 on a daily basis and very like nonchalantly but not even know? then i feel like if this movie was made today with that same character i think the mm-hmm. line is still in there yeah but it's not yeah but it's maybe i don't i don't think so first of all I, yeah I, no way is it? i think i think today if if you make a movie today that has a red a redneck hillbilly character who's a, a an idiot i think if they use that word it fits for the character yeah but this guy all the he's got one he's got i think that's like his only line really yeah i mean he yeah. says this and then Gene Wilder tackles him. I mean, but you know immediately what kind, who he is. But he's character. also not. Yeah, 
but yeah. it's also I don't know. I don't think they if they made it now they wouldn't put it in there. But it wouldn't if it took place in modern times, it wouldn't work now because that guy's a piece of shit now. Uh-huh. Like you know what I mean? Like frankly, saying saying the N word in 1976 wasn't it wasn't I, I as shocking. That, I get it. It wasn't as shocking. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. I mean, growing up, I I mean, I had uncles that I I heard it very like just thrown around, you know, and it wasn't uncommon. Yeah. You know, it was just because and it's not just that it's not just the race stuff in this movie. A lot of the, like like the opening scene on the train, there's all these like sexual innuendos that are like, it's like, whoa, man, what did we like? <laughs> I'm not a prude, but like it was a lot. And it was like, oh, why? yeah, Ned like, Beatty, Ned, yeah, Ned Beatty. Like, yeah, I mean, insane. Well, here. All right. Before we go too deep. Yeah. Number one, did you like the movie? I loved it, man. Okay, I loved awesome. it. It was not um, what I was expecting. Totally. I wanted to read the back of the VHS. All right. So the back of the VHS, you ready? In this wild comedy adventure, rail passenger George Caldwell, Gene Wilder, finds that a romantic escapade with a sultry, I always mess that word up and say <laughs> slutty, but it's sultry secretary, Jill Kleber, Kleber, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Puts him in the middle of a Hitchcockian murder plot. Mm, that's a stretch. Yeah. Leaping on and off the train, in and out of, in and out of roomettes, roomettes, bars and dining cars. George teams up with an amiable small-time crook, Richard Pryor, to defy the murderers, henchmen, FBI agents, and a host of other outrageous characters. Sure, okay. So you liked it? Oh yeah, I love it. All right. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> like I said, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was, I was spending a lot more Richard Pryor. Yeah, um, he doesn't come in until. The 63 minute mark. I <laughs> know shit. So yeah. the third act, it's the third act. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, there's a lot without him. And then, yeah. what, but once he's in, it's great. And he fits so well. Like it just, I don't know if that's just their chemistry or what. It is, man. Like you said, the Conan interview, Wilder yeah. says like, we were just like two, like yin and yang yeah. on screen, off screen. They, I guess they didn't hang out so much, but on screen. Yeah. It's neat because like he goes through like, 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 you know, you get these characters and these repeat characters, too, that like come and go, you know, like he meets that, that one redneck lady that makes him milk a cow. Yeah. And then and then, you know, and then she's just out of the movie, you yeah. know, and then and same with Ned Beatty. He's in it. He's like Ned Beatty's a main character yeah. and then he's just not in the movie anymore, right. you know, and they keep doing that. And then they, by the time they get to Richard Pryor, they're like, all right, we're gonna roll with him for the rest of the movie. But it was uh, and there were a lot of those and it was it was more. It was less of a comedy than I was expecting. It's, you know, it's, especially uh, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the beginning, it felt more like Die Hard than, <laughs> you know, I mean, not as like a hardcore yeah, action yeah. movie, which is crazy. Just the guy a, being like for a Gene Wilder movie. The, the, the I mean, everybody was good. They, the, the cast, cast is great. Gene Wilder. All right. So directed by Arthur Hiller, who is a, has a ton of shit. He did, a, he did several of maybe all of the Richard Pryor. Uh, Gene Wilder team up movies all the way back to like out of towners with Jack Lemmon. And mm-hmm. then through this, he did outrageous fortune, which was one we were just recently talking about possibly doing for this, a bunch of like eighties carpool poppy, your favorite, uh, some Walter Matthau movies. Like he, mm-hmm. he did some stuff, man. Uh, the cast, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, Ned Beatty, Scatman Crothers was awesome in this. Scatman Crothers is great. Right. It's always good to see him. Yeah. Uh, Fred Willard had a spot at the end. <laughs> yeah, he was great. 
Ray Walston, Mr. Hand from Mr. Uh, Hand. Yeah. From, and he was really good. He was one of my favorite parts. Fast. Uh, Jaws. What's the, I don't know the actor's Tim, Rich, name. Richard Keel, I think is his name. You know, what's wild Jaws from James Brown. This came out. So he's in, he's, he's Jaws in two James Bond movies. Right. The Spy Who Loved Me. They came out in 1977. Okay. And Moonraker. They came out in 1979. This came out in 1976. Right. And he wears the, the teeth. The, the teeth that like Jaws does. I had the same thought. And then I was like, maybe that's just his teeth. No, he's, no? I mean, he's, in, he's in a lot of them. He's in Happy Gilmore. He's uh-huh. in like, he's in a lot of other movies. Okay. Those are not his regular teeth. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe and this I is look- where they got the idea for Jaws then. And I yeah, I looked it up like, well, wait, is this in continuity? Is that like, is this oh. in the James Bond universe? Like, what is going on? That's hilarious. And it's not, it's just like, oh yeah, he also played a guy like this in James Bond. It's like, what That's do you hilarious. mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah, and apparently that- like that, that role wasn't, the, he was a last minute casting in this. Like that right. was somebody else's part that either died or got fired or something. Okay. And they brought him on last minute. He, yeah, he's only got a couple scenes, but he's he's like, just watch. He's so fucking big. Like the scene yeah. where he's walking behind Gene Wilder, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, and, and Gene Wilder, it's almost like, I forget what he says, but his reaction to this, because Jaws is pushing him forward, like, come on, go, go down this hallway on the train. And Gene Wilder's like looking behind him, like he, he's so big, he almost can't see him. Like, he's like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> And he chucks him off the train. He's yeah, oh man. He's he just died a couple of years ago, but he really, was, uh, he made it that. Yeah, that's... he was a yeah. Rest in peace. I mean, he's he's hysterical in Happy Gilmore. Okay, as, as the have you seen that movie? Yeah, when it, um, when it came out, like oh man, he's remember. got some great scenes with um, what the hell is it? What, what's Shooter McGavin's real name? He you know him to see him. He's in fucking everything. I can't remember the actor's real name. God damn it! No, the the bad guy, the bad guy. Oh, in, it's uh, uh, Julian. Prescott or something. I don't know. Nope. It's not Julian Prescott. Nope. I forget his name. Right. Anyway, he's got some great scenes with him. Anyway, yeah, that guy kicks ass. Uh, Mr. Hand, I thought was awesome. He was so badass and cool. Yeah, he's um, a scumbag. Totally. Yeah, he was a total scumbag. And he was like, like he I I I, I totally expected that the the girl was gonna be in on it. Yeah, I did too. Like that was not was a, what I was expecting. Uh the jizz of the story is it's like a I guess it is kind of Hitchcockian in a way, but there's like a professor who's going to publish something that's the bad guys don't want them to be published. And they're called like the Rembrandt letters. And am I right on that? Like, yeah, he's, he's yeah. The, the bad guy is a, um, he, he authenticates like p- paintings. Okay. And yeah. The, yeah and, and this letter is basically saying that he, this guy fucked up big twice. Right. And so they, so Gene Wilder fumbles onto the plot while they're on the silver street train for two and a half days from LA to Chicago, ironically. And along the way, hilarity ensues. Like Gene Wilder gets thrown off the train three times, I think. Yeah. Which I had forgotten. And I'm like, oh shit, he just got thrown off the train. Like, how's he going to get back on the train? Like, <laughs> and, and he does. He keeps wanting to give, and that's the other thing. Like I, I kept being like, I mean, you throw me off the train once. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess that guy's just gonna. Yeah. Like, I guess those paintings are just going to go. Yeah. People are going to think they're not really him. I don't know. Like, I don't, totally. Who gives a fuck? Totally. Like I, I, and I've only been on a train like once or twice, I think. Well, yeah. this kind of train, I definitely would not have gotten back on the train. He, <laughs> that, that like Ned Beatty, 
Ned Beatty at the beginning, he has some lines and I, I wish we had gone back, brought back uh, the, our final questions. Cause man, there's some lines in this movie that are ruthless, just bizarre conversations that they have at the beginning. And yeah. I, I had forgotten he was an agent and he's well, like, that's under- the thing. Like that, that doesn't work. <laughs> like if, yeah. if, if, if he's an agent, like it, those scenes totally work when he's just an asshole on the train. Right. But like, once you know, he's an agent, it's like, why do you, why do he do all that? They're like, why, why was he like, I mean, I guess he was trying to blend in play I mean. a character. Sure. Yeah. But like, I mean, he went pretty far with it, like, like going up and hitting on, uh, especially when he knew she was like, like not a potential, like that she was part of the circle of people he was watching, you know? Right. There's like when he's talking to, I forget the character's name, but the actress, uh, Joe Kleber, one of his lines, he's like, you know, they're talking like, and you know, I don't know if it was like seventies, weird, awkward, adult, sexy talk or what it was, but like at one point he's like, he says, I give good French. And then she yeah. asks him like, are you hot? And it was just this real like stale generic talk that made me feel like I was watching. Yeah. Like, she, he says, are you going all the way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, like, what? What are we doing? This yeah. feels like goes, it's just all the way to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was weird. It was a, how has this ever worked? Like yeah. what, what is this? The, but it worked for him. I thought he was really good, you know, especially once once they reveal that he's an agent. I, I was like, I'm in. I like this. Like, he's absolutely you know. Ned Beatty. What did we just watch that Ned Beatty was in? I don't know. I don't remember. Him we anything. watched something recently that he was in. Did you did the did the comedy work for you? Yeah, all, all the comedy, work, especially okay. once Richard Pryor came in, man. Like that guy is just he just oozes charisma. Everything he does is I, I'm a big Richard Pryor fan. I've got a, a painting of him in my house. Like, I'm I, I love Richard Pryor. Awesome. And he just, he's so fucking cool. I feel he's like so almost cool. all his lines, a lot of his lines were improv. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure he gave it like his spice, you know, yeah. and he just, you know, and, it, and he works so well against, you know, you know, uh, uh, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder. Cause he's, he's, he's just such a straight man, you know, right. like does Gene and- Wilder do it for you on a comedy oh, level yeah absolutely yeah. I, I mean I, yeah i love that's him. why i love him man his draw his like deadpan the scene where he um the they leave the food car and he's got champagne glasses and a bottle of champagne in his arm and he like kind of like knocks on the wrong door and opens it and he's like oh yeah. he's like oh uh this will only take a second and he like knocks on the walls yeah just he's to like, check everything oh, yeah. he's like it's all good, good here he like yells into the hallway. It's all good here. And he leaves. I love that shit, man. I, I love his delivery of, of comedic lines like that. He's, I tell you what, I, if I, I wish if, if we ever do do drops and I can't believe it's not, you don't hear it more is when he's yelling at the cop and he's just like, he goes, you stupid bastard. I've, I've met some dumb bastards in my oh, life. I wrote that. Jesus Christ. I wrote that line down. He says, you stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. <laughs> it's so good, man. Like, so, and and it shouldn't just, work, but it just it it rolls off. It's the way know? he delivers it. It's like you don't think he's going to follow it with anything. Like you think <laughs> you think he's going to say you stupid, you stupid yeah. idiot or you stupid, ignorant idiot. But he like keeps adding shit to it. It reminds You're, me. It, yeah. Go ahead. It of, uh, Pacino in I think it's heat. Where he's chewing out, uh, is it Heat or is it? He's chewing out Kevin Spacey. It might be Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry Glen Ross. It is Glengarry Glen Spacey. Yeah, yeah. Where he goes, yeah. Where he says, uh, 
Oh, what, oh, I need to rewatch that. That's a great. It's, it's one of it's one of the best. If if you could edit in what he says, he says like, <laughs> he's like you. He says like you maggot. It's like who told you you could work with men? It's, That's it's the he's best talking scene. to Spacey on that. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's the best because he just keeps coming with these like. It oh reminds it, remind, it reminds me of William Shatner in Star Trek: The Hunt for the Whales, and <laughs> when he yells at the taxi. What does he say? He says like when the taxi like almost runs him over and he's he calls like, him a double dumbass. Double dumbass. <laughs> well, the guy calls him a dumbass. He goes double dumbass, double dumbass on, on, you. on you, which is hilarious because he doesn't know how to swear. Exactly. That's kind tell of that, the tell that to new Star Trek, by the way, because they drop fucking F bombs like it's nobody's business. And really it's just, new yeah. where? Where do they do that on the new on Picard on like on, really? on the on Discovery? Yeah, they do it all the time. And it's just like, that's not Star Trek, man. No, it's not. F-bombs? That's not Star Trek. Oh, right. hardcore F-bombs. Let's, let's old, not get you. An old lady tells, get, tells Picard. Uh, oh, I don't want to get into it. It's come gross. Back. Kevin, come back. Kevin, yeah. but come yeah, back to us. But it's hilarious. He doesn't know how to swear. And and like Spock <laughs> asked, asked him about it. He's like, what was that? Like, yeah. What did you call that guy? Yeah. And like, yeah, he's sitting on the bus. He's like, that's how people talk to you. Yeah, you can't. But he <laughs> doesn't know what. And he's he from know. Earth. And he's from Earth. So it's like. Yeah. He, Star Trek 4 is awesome. Yeah, yeah, every search, every uh, search for whales. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 why does that <laughs> that scene remind you of? I don't know. I guess it's just of, the, of of this. I guess it's just the double dumbass on double you. Double dumbass on you because it's like Gene Wilder delivering that line, the insults. It's like I don't know. He like he doesn't know how to swear. Like well, at that point, he does, he's so he's been dealing with like yeah, yeah, yeah. This cop, and, and it's a the guy's a great wiggum. Like the guy just yeah, totally. You know. Uh, man yeah very well cast movie the uh when you mentioned the the lady the farm lady with the airplane yeah another weird scene when he or he's after that scene he's talking to somebody and somebody says like where have you been oh i guess it's ned Beatty. he's like did you get he gets back on the train after the lady and ned Beatty's like where have you been getting a little ass (laughs) And, and gene wilder says no i was squeezing tits and it's like it's just weird, man. It's just these yeah. two guys. It's a weird, it's weird dialogue. It's just weird. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, it's like a little bit, but that, that didn't bother me at all. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know if it's just a, I think a time the movie a takes place in this movie. There's a lot of that talk. Yeah. In this movie. It's weird. That one didn't bother me at all. Like not even bother me. That's the wrong word, but like didn't stick out to me. I like the net baby, like hit on her scene that stuck out like, oh, this is of its time. Yeah. But I, when we get to the blackface scene, I don't think that like, you know, we used to do the like, does it hold up like right. socially or whatever? I think that totally does. Like, I don't like when you when I watch that, we'll, we'll get to it. But go I, for I, it. I, yeah, fuck it. We'll get into it. Go, get to it. I, I don't think that like, I don't think that's a racist scene. And I know that like blackface is unethical and not cool to do. They reference However, Richard Pryor references Al Jolson in the scene the whole thing so they're aware of that's why at the beginning of this i asked you like do you think this movie is aware because i don't really don't know because it it kind of goes back and forth with like being like we're doing this as social commentary and we're aware of what we're doing and then also like are we like well are we missing the are we missing black just just uh, black just blackface period wasn't the mortal sin that it that it is now where it's like it doesn't matter why or what point you're trying to make if you do it you're fucked like that do not ever do it for any reason whatsoever is the 2021 stance 
that's not that's the, Ted Danson did it 20 years ago. And like, you know what I mean? And he got in trouble, but it was like he was trying to make a joke. Fucking Sarah Silverman did it like like 10 years ago on her show, uh-huh. you know, like and because she was making a joke about blackface, you know, making, was, that, that's what I'm saying. She was yeah. making a point with 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 her comedy, but it wasn't a big deal when she did it. It became a but big she deal. Was, you know, she later. was saying, but she was saying like she knew it was not a good thing. Yeah, obviously. And she was, was doing yeah. it to point out that that that's what I'm saying. Like, is this movie doing that or not? I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't even if it isn't like it, it, like I said, I don't need it to be saying blackface is bad in order for it not to be racist. You know what I mean? I don't think I really I mean, maybe this is like a controversial take. I don't think it's even though he's he does do blackface in the scene. I don't think it's a racist scene at all. Like it's 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 literally them being like, OK, I need to get on the train. How can we get on the train? It's Richard Pryor's like ID. Like, here's we here's how we do it, man. Like I buy this shoe polish. I put it on your face and they're not going to see you. And then he takes it off when he gets on the train. It's not like there's no. And yeah, he does jump around and say like jive turkey and shit. But like, (laughs) I mean, it's hilarious. That's that's that is just for the comedy. Like that is I mean, I don't show how awkward he is. I would love to have a real debate and be like, I, I like I don't see the racism yeah. in this scene. I well, really and, don't. And this is a total like white guy comment. Yeah. This is a total white guy comment here, as far as like obviously you and I have never been subject to that kind of any kind of sure. discrimination to that on that level or in that realm. So I'm gonna say like this was all done with Richard Pryor right there. And Richard Pryor is it was a person who was absolutely aware of yeah what was good what what works and what doesn't what's what's okay and what's not so, so i'm wondering there is a there is a thing with the scene with, with him okay. that i don't know how again it's on the imdb and there's it's hard to find special like features about this stuff and uh, this movie but apparently this is take it with a grain of salt but apparently he originally the scene was written so after richard Pryor leaves the bathroom right for some reason, uh, the guy that they just bought all the shoe polish off of the black guy comes in and sees uh, Jimmy Wilder, you know, practicing. practicing. And, yeah. Yeah. And he says like any I forget what he says. I think he's he like said, he tells him to like loosen up and feel the beat. Yeah. He says danger. like, hey, man, he, like he knows what he's doing immediately. Right. And he's right. like, yeah, don't worry about it. Whatever. Apparently that scene was originally written as a white guy comes in the bathroom and, and he's doing it. And the white guy doesn't know this. The white guy is like, whatever, like, you know, okay. I don't know how this scene played out. Richard Pryor said, no, it should be a black guy that walks in okay. and and does it. And apparently it was a big thing where Richard Pryor said, like walked off the set and they had to shoot it the next day because he was like, no, nah, it should be whatever. So, so I don't he know. Walked what, up, he walked off the set because they had a white dude coming in. Well, not because they had a white dude. He said, I, I don't know if it was because that scene worked better or it's funnier or I don't know how much I don't know. I'd like to really dive in. That's all the details I have. Yeah. But originally, the scene was written to be a white guy, okay. and he rewrote it to be a black guy and say this instead yeah. of that. And that's all I know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that leads me to believe that that he had input on the scene and and the situation that was going on, and hopefully, you know, geared it towards what he felt comfortable was acceptable or what was acceptable. So, with that in mind, there have been plenty of things in every movie that we've watched probably especially the ones from the 80s right on the tip of my brain is once bit or once bitten jim carrey yeah yeah uh, the 
bathroom scene, Eddie Murphy, everything he's ever done in the eighties, <laughs> you know, like yeah, all that stuff where it's whether they use the word fag or whatever it was. Yeah. Stuff in the eighties where we like, it doesn't excuse it, especially nowadays, it doesn't make it good, but you laughed at it because it was funny. It was a funny situation. Most of it's situational comedy. You're not laughing at the demeaning of like, right. like if, if somebody was like fag and, and then punched him and threw him to the ground, I'm not going to laugh at that scene. But when two idiots are like tossing the word around and it in the, in an eighties movie, it's like, I laughed at that as a kid. I'm laughing at it now. It doesn't I mean, make it right. Looking or, at right. it in the context of the time is different than right there. I mean, there, there are scenes now that I'm like, uh, that's not funny. I mean, there's, right. I mean, I've made, I've made stuff that like, I look at now and I'm like, Oh, that was not great. I probably, that was probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't have, that was probably problematic. Uh -huh. But like, and you know, you know, we there, there, there's definitely stuff that I'm like, ooh, that that doesn't work yeah, anymore. Absolutely. But I don't think this is one of them. I think if you did this scene now, yeah. maybe not now. If you did it five years ago or ten years ago, I think it's just as funny. I really like if if you do this in The Hangover, I think it works. You know, I think if you make, I don't know about The Hangover, but like, I mean, I, I just, I just think that the scene you, itself, I agree, totally works. I totally and it doesn't agree. I totally feel agree. Weird. It, it doesn't feel like it. Like there are scenes we watch where I feel icky. Like, yeah. ooh, that yeah. one, that's a little rough. Yeah, you know. But I don't have that with this. I scene. think if this movie is remade today, I think you leave the scene in. You have whatever actors you choose, and I think it still works. And I think people look at it, and especially if it's made today it's going to be made by people who are aware of social climate, social commentary, you know, all that stuff. So they're not going to do it being like, Oh shit, we didn't realize that that was problematic. I think if you, I think you can remake it today, exactly shot for shot, same situation. And it's accepted. I don't think it's going to get any flack because it's like, it's, it's like for a purpose and it's yeah by people it's being made in a, in a realm, in a world that is aware well, it serves the like it's it's exactly like serves it's the not, story. It's not. Yeah. And it's not trying to make social commentary and it's not right. trying. I, you know, I don't know. It reminds you know what it reminds me of is the um, the scene in the first Rush Hour movie where it's been a long time. man. Oh, man. It's it's the best scene in the movie. OK, it's they go into a bar. They, they basically go into a, a, a black bar. Chris Tucker's like, let me do the talking. OK. And he comes in and he's like, and, he you know, he sees a few black guy shooting pool and, he, and to every black guy comes up he goes what's up my and he he drops an m-bop because he's chris ducker and he's like what's up and he says that to all of them right as, uh -huh. he, as he leaves and then he goes in the back room and he leaves jackie chan with with a couple of them and he says that like he says it to you know what i mean he says it to another guy and the guy's like excuse me uh -huh. and he thinks he's just saying hello because that's how chris tucker's been introducing himself to everybody in the in the scene and they they try and kick the shit out of jackie chan and jackie chan does jackie chan stuff and it works and it's it, but it, the scene's funny, but it's not it, it, because it's a situational. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? Like context is completely gone. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a racist scene. It's no. it's a funny situation. Yeah. You know, totally. And it's the it, it really is the it is the most iconic scene of the movie. It's probably one of the most iconic scenes of all the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder team ups. I didn't oh, know about it. Like when really? you were like, is that the one where he does? Really? I was like, I don't know that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't know that he did that. Like the imagery you've never seen, like Gene Wilder dress like that, like that. Probably scene. now you probably, yeah, probably, yeah. probably have, but it didn't, 
this one kind of I always got this one mixed up with stir crazy because that's okay. the one stir crazy is the one that a lot of people talk about. Sure. But this I grew was up a, this with was a huge, uh, this is a huge movie. Yeah, it was a huge hit. It 50, was a 51 million. Hit. I think it made box office. And like, I mean, you know, it's wild. Can we talk about that last like the the train? I Jesus dude, Christ, I man. looked I I don't know how they did it. I looked I found three different like making of things and I don't know how they did it. One of the things has photos of it because I'm watching the first time I'm watching I'm like, OK, is that a model? Yeah. No, there's OK. There's people there. Yeah. Is it is it green screen? No. Is it rotoscope? Like what? Did they, I mean, they didn't drive a train through Union Station. So what did they do? <laughs> like, you know, there's one scene in that whole in that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. There's one scene that is. I guess green screened where it's right with the train. It's an angle of the train that's coming in and in front of the train, you see it's, it's about to hit a wall that is yeah. black and reflective and, and then off to the side. So you got the train on the left side and you got people running on the right. I think I that's, know exactly. That's the shot. only yeah. scene. The rest of it is either there might've been a couple models in there, but the I rest don't think of there it, were any models. I no, really none. don't. I know because I like, yeah, I I mean, it's it's all real and and practical. It's crazy. They must have, they must have built a set around a train. Obviously, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they didn't crash it through the station, but But they must have had a, but then how do they do it? Do they, they, that's what drives me crazy. There are behind the scenes vignettes on this and they don't fucking, they don't mention this. You think you would talk about that? Cause it's like, it's probably the most expensive sequence in the, the movie. It's and one it's of the a, biggest things when you go, when you type in YouTube, like half up or like the silver street train scene. Yeah. Like it's a train crash scene. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, like it is I really, couldn't believe it. it was like, what? It was like diehard level. It reminded me of the die in diehard three where they crashed the subway train. It was just like, Oh holy yeah. Shit. Like this is, this is real. This was better than that. I would yeah. argue. I mean, this was huge. This yeah. was like, it was straight out of an action movie. Yeah. You know, which is was, weird. This movie took a weird turn at the end where it does turn into just oh, you mean when everybody up. gets a machine gun? Everybody gets a machine gun. <laughs> I mean, literally, the, the Fed he takes Gene Wilder's gun from him because he's like, You're not a cop. But then they're like, Okay, we're we're gonna go get him now. Here's your gun back. Oh, and here's seven boxes of ammunition. Yeah, just some civilian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely got it got weird. I mean, not weird, but it just turned. Uh, but that, yeah, dude, that train scene was phenomenal and shame on them. It was shot. A lot of it was shot in Chicago, but the cop goes on the walkie talkie. He's like, the train's about to crash into central station. Central like, station There's no yeah. central station in Chicago. You asshole. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just say union. St- the other one, we've got union station. We've got Ogilvy. I understand if you don't want to say Ogilvy station. But say Union Station. It's in Chicago. If, if it was coming from L.A., it would be. I think it would be coming into Union. Yeah, yeah. Like so, say Union. But I don't know why they say Central. I mean, then again, that I mean that was forty years ago. So yeah, isn't that New yeah. York Union or Central Station? Yeah, the Grand Central Station. Grand Central. Okay, but it was just yeah, whatever. Um, and but they did shoot a lot of it at a lot of the interior shots were at Union Station. Okay. Um, and he, there's even some shots that say Union Station. Totally, like, man. Like, I, you know, I paused a lot of those sequences, especially um, there's a scene where they show the gift shop that it crashes through the wall. Yeah, that's not I mean, maybe it was then. But right. That's not there. But I paused it because I wanted to see there was a big sign that said toys. 
And I wanted to see if, there, if I could <laughs> recognize any 70s toys. But I was like, it was all generic shit. But yeah, dude, it, it was mind boggling. And I loved that. I loved at the end that Gene Wilder and the girl come out and they're standing in front of the train. And he says, like, it looks like it's smiling and like it had crashed and got some damage in the shape of a smile. It was just like a cool little tidbit of extra, I guess. Yeah. I loved I loved when they came out after the crash and they were just like happy because I'm watching this being like somebody's getting fucking fired. Like this is like this is a huge thing. I've I've I mean, it wasn't like this, but I've trains have crashed like this at the CTA before. Oh, not yeah. where they, not where it like went through a city, but yeah, like big, big, big derailments. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. used to have to go to derailments all the time, man. I mean, like when something like that happens, I do, I kind of, in the back of my head, I remember, I believe I was living in the city when something like that happened. But it, it yeah, basically the, the driver fell asleep and went and it was it like, yeah, I forget where it was. It was at a, it was a blue line and then it leaked online. Yeah, it leaked on onto the internet. Like the video like, did. Yeah, the crash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember this. I think I think I know. I haven't talked to him. Wasn't but... it the blue line going into the airport? Yeah, it was O'Hare. That's what right. it was. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah. That's freaky, especially if you've if you're listening to this and you've ever taken that train. Like the airport is the last stop, and it looks very. I mean, it looks just like this, where there's like a stopper and there's yeah. just a wall, and it's like, no, you can't go any going. further. <laughs> I was uh, so glad because that was like I was on the emergency crew at the time. So yeah. like that was the kind of shit I had to respond to. And I had the night off that night. I was so, so pumped. Uh, that you, weren't, <laughs> I that not, you weren't working. Yeah, I, would, I didn't have to go to that. Jeez. Uh, I wrote down a couple of things about Fred Willard. He just he was obviously very young, at least yeah. for the, the Fred Willard that we knew. Rest in peace. Uh, but he had a he had just a couple of Fred Willard lines, man, where he's talking to the cops and the cops like, what do you, you got to do something about this? And he says, he's like, he, he says like, holy, he's just like things that I can always hear Fred Willard saying, he's like, holy, like, holy says, Toledo and holy moly. Like he says, holy yeah. moly. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Was, and I we, love that. He's like, I got to clear that my boss. Like, I don't yeah. have the authority. Just like, dude, somebody's got to <laughs> yeah. like this whole scene at the end, like with this giant, giant train crash, like yeah. could have been avoided if he was just like, all right, press the know. button or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the another thing that I wanted, to, and this is a testament to uh, the relationship that they had. But r- when Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder say their goodbyes the first time, you know, they, it happens twice. But when they're in the with the feds and whatever, Gene Wilder just looks at him and he says, "Thanks for everything." And Richard Pryor responds, "My pleasure." Is it's an awesome scene, man. It's the most sincere two people saying goodbye to each other that I've seen in a long time. I always grab, there's very little, Gene Wilder was a very, very private person. Um, he wrote a book called an autobiography called kiss me like a stranger, phenomenal book where he, for the first time, kind of like really delved into his history, working with Richard Pryor, Mel Brooks, Gilda Radner, their, their relationship for the first time. And I'm always latching onto that stuff because there's so little of it watching that scene. It's just a simple goodbye, but it's like Richard Pryor, man in that in that moment is a different Richard Pryor than I'm used to, especially with stand up and stuff like that. Mm. Really cool to see really like sweet, genuine, sincere scene between the two of them. And that's what they had, man. That's what the kind of thing that they had. I don't think I've seen that before or since between two actors, you know, 
Yeah, it, it had a plane turned automobiles vibe to it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they just, and it's so weird, like how how well that chemistry works. Because it works yeah. right away, and you just like I think it's it's a little things when he's like I forget what he says to him where he's like oh you're doing this like all right like you feel like the characters like each other right away. Absolutely. Know? Why was why was Richard Pryor so devoted to him? I I, I missed that. As far he as helping was, him, helping he him just liked him. Yeah. Like flat out, like he they're driving and he says something, he, whatever he says, the first time Richard Pryor is like, oh, OK, it's like that. You're like one of these guys. OK, like, he's oh, yeah. like, yeah, like he just he just likes him. You know, I, I think it's the scene. Is it the scene where he tackles that guy, the dude who says, the yeah, I think so. With the car, I think. Yeah. Where he but, like flies out of nowhere and just tackles the guy. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few. He does that. Then he takes somebody's gun. Like he takes the oh, yeah, gun the, right the, out of his the hand. dude's pointing the gun at him. He just takes it from him. Like, yeah. I'm like, you don't think of Gene Wilder like that, you know? Both times I'm like, that's you could have gotten a shot either way. Like, even right. the tackle was like, he's holding a shotgun. Like, right. even if, even if he, even Here, if you successfully trigger, tackle yeah, him, yeah. he's, he's going to, you pull the trigger. Like, that's Gene Wilder, man. He's just such a, like, as much as I love him and know his work, he's still such a mystery. Like aside from blazing saddles and young Frankenstein, he made a lot of movies where he was this like romantic lead. And I don't, I look at Gene Wilder and I just, I don't see that. I don't see a Brad Pitt or a John Hamm or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I see Willy Wonka, man. Yeah. (laughs) But he made a lot of movies. The woman, what was it? Woman with one red shoe or whatever. Yeah, I'm, Kelly, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge uh, Kelly LeBrock movie. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge uh, Gene Wilder movies because it really, especially yeah. the Richard Pryor ones, man. Like I haven't Absolutely. seen, uh, seen a here in a movie in probably 20 years, man. It's yeah. been a long time. It was great stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch a bunch of them. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna rewatch the toy. The like, toy. The toy. Yeah, the toy. I think I've one. seen that. Oh, I've seen it a ton. They used to play on Comedy Central all the yeah. time. It's just about a rich kid. That, Gene Wilder? Man, no, it's Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. I know the movie. I thought you were talking about Gene I Wilder. Want, man, that one, I wonder if that one holds up socially. Because if I remember right, the plot of the movie is essentially, oh, man, that might be touchy. Like, Really? Yeah, it's know. like a millionaire. It's like a millionaire with this like spoiled kid. And he basically hires Richard Pryor to be the kid's toy to be like do whatever he, he's gonna play with you you can do whatever you want well you gotta do whatever the kid says I don't know I wonder if that holds up like socially like sure. all right you're gonna be my eight-year-old slave that's weird that's, <laughs> like, weird. that's, that's weird I wonder I because at the time it felt harmless but that one might feel weird now yeah uh Brewster's Millions is that another one yeah that's why I've never seen but uh, I see a lot pretty know. sure John Candy is the, the other star in that in Bruce is he? yeah that's that looks like a good one I there's harlem knights harlem knights that's eddie murphy uh, directed that yeah he directed that yeah yeah richard Pryor, man he i mean i'm not i'm not terribly fucking best with his stuff but i yeah I, everything i've seen his stand-up man is, I, I don't want to say it, it doesn't all hold up but like nobody's does it's it's still really solid yeah he's yeah he's he's i mean he's one of the best of all time uh the last i don't know the last thing i got you got more i I want to talk about the very end. So uh, it was just an awesome line that I thought I thought of you when when he said it. But she's like, he, Richard Pryor's is in the yellow car, in the mall or in the state train station. He's driving away, and she's like, and he like kind of w- just lifts his hand and he, or he like nods to yeah, him and he, he waves. One of these. And she's like, "What's he doing?" 
and Gene Wilder's like, he's crazy. <laughs> and like, I didn't notice that's that. it. And it's just like, all right. It was just an awesome, like, that's what you're going to say. Cool. All right. Dig it. <laughs> I wish the movie had ended right there. There were a couple other lines afterwards, but man, that would have been awesome. Freeze frame. He's crazy. Freeze frame. That's awesome. That's funny. Uh, the, the one thing I, I would, I forgot to bring up the bad guy in this. First of all, he was great the whole time. Cause yeah. he was just such a slime, such a slime ball, like yeah. rich piece of shit. But he also was like, and he was so shitty to like the weights. Like they really did a good job of like, he was real shitty to the staff in every aspect. He was a fucking asshole. But at the end, man, I mean, I understand he's that desperate, but he tries to, he basically steals the train. Yeah. And it's like the whole time watching this helicopter, I'm like, like there's a big helicopter chase to trying to catch the, and it's like, he's, it's a train. Like, you know where it's going. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys, you just cut him off at the state where, I mean, it's, it's going one way. Right. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no getting out. There's no, no, there's no train getaways. Uh, good movie, man. I, I had, I don't know when the last time I saw this, but it's definitely one that I, for my Gene Wilder stuff that I go back to. And that's, and the scene, the blackface scene, like it is, it is like, it makes the movie without that scene. Like it's a different movie. Yeah. It's one, it's the funniest scene in the movie. It's the funniest scene in the movie. And, and it's not made, it's not to make fun of anybody. So it works. And I think it holds up. Yeah. To see the two together. It might be controversial. I remember when I was a kid, man, just being aware of how awkward (laughs) Gene Wilder was. My favorite part of the whole thing. Is Gene Wilder yelling at Richard Pryor like, "What are you? What are you crazy? This isn't gonna work." Yeah. And he turns his head and he like, like I think that's funny as the line about uh, uh but he, turn, he just turns his head. He's like, "Are you sure, man? Look at you!" And he and like you see Richard or uh, Gene Wilder go like, "Oh, oh shit! It, it, it is working!" <laughs> like, like it's just like, "Oh yeah, okay, all right, all right. I see what we're doing here." <laughs> oh shit! All right, but, you yeah. got any? You got anything else? No, no, it was great. Cool. It was great. Good stuff. So uh, next week we got the letter Y. I got I've got the letter Y, and I'm just cutting. I'm just gonna cut to the chase, man. And just it's a it's a another garbage letter. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. Definitely. Young Frankenstein. Fuck yeah! All right, so. good. Because I was all right. You sent you sent me a text earlier, and I was yeah. like, shit, man, it really is Slim Pickens. Yeah. I'm like, what about Young Frankenstein? And you didn't reply. I was like, I, I was I was thinking you might be like, oh, we just did uh, I did Gene Wilder, but. Yeah. Who cares? Let's do yeah, another exactly, Gene Wilder. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen it in forever. Really? It, it's been a really, really long time. I I didn't want to do it. I wanted to really try to find something that we hadn't seen or whatever. But there just isn't. And I'm not down. I'm not a fan of Italian horror for the most yeah. part. And there there isn't even that much of that. And um, no, there isn't. I, most of the ones I found were yeah that began with why I were. So Italian. I don't even know if we. There's can one Japanese. Those movies. <laughs> yeah, last, even last season we did your next. Yeah, which is which not, is a new a new movie. Yeah, so, it's a newer one. So yeah, uh, this is in my top three favorite movies of all time, which was another reason I didn't want to do it because I know it so well. I've talked about it. I've watched it so much, but it'll be cool. It has been. I watch it at least once a year. But it's been, it's been it's been a really long time for me. It's been a couple of years since, uh, but I quote it all the time. I, so it's a, it's Mel Brooks, it's Gene Wilder. The cast is phenomenal. It's got like the hottest Terry Gar. I've I've always had like a crush on her. So yeah, Young Frankenstein for the letter Y, next week. Uh, and that's is that yeah that's gonna be episode fifty. I think that's episode sixty. 
Cool. So yeah, look forward to that. What else am I forgetting? Social media at death yeah. by podcast on Instagram. We've got the podcast is on YouTube. If you're interested in it, uh, if you want to support the show directly and hear us talk even more, we've got our Patreon, uh, death by, at it's patreon.com slash death by podcast, where we have our second podcast, boob tube TV. And this week, man, we watched, we watched <laughs> Kevin's getting excited over there. We watched, <laughs> uh, we watched the second half of the werewolf TV show from 1988, which was just amazing. It was fucking awesome. Very good. Very, good. very good. Some of the, some of the, I would say the third or fourth best werewolf costume uh, in history. I would think maybe the third, you know, like howling. I would say the third of anything we've watched on here. Okay. <laughs> so what, what am I, what, what would be one? What would be another? I don't know. Howling, but... London, uh, this one, uh, bad moon has a really good werewolf costume. There aren't that many. Yeah. We'd have to think so, about it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that's on the Patreon. Uh, we talked about that. We also got behind the scenes stuff. You can support the show. Patreon.com slash death by podcast. And I think that's it. It was a big show. We talked about a lot of things. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please. If you, if you dig the show, share it, just tell people about it with that. I'm your host, Adam. That is your other host, Kevin. It's Militon. Match that, son. Oh, my God. That might have been the best one that you've done so far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was good. I can't top that. Thank you, folks. We will talk to you next week. Adios. Adios.